You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Jaime Garcia with the Good Avenue team. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Morning, Jaime. Morning. How's it going? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. We've got a great show. Uh, lined up. We're going to talk about the importance of determining buyers' wants versus their needs early on in the transaction, early in the home search, so that they can really try to determine at a very early stage what it is that they want. Because let's be honest, Jaime, when they get out and they start looking at different houses, they start finding different wants, don't they? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It's, <laughs> uh, they take a look at a lot. We're also going to talk a little bit about strategies for buyers to get under contract uh, for the home that they want in this challenging market. And stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. A quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and the Good Avenue team are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. And Citywide Home Loans has no affiliation with the Federal Housing Administration or the U.S. Department of veteran affairs. Hi, May. Thanks again for joining me on the show today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, are you here? Are you from here in Colorado? Yeah, no, I'm uh, born and raised a native here in Colorado. Um, it's been in real estate for you know what? It's going to be eight years this October. Uh, you know, I got licensed in 2015, but I've been in real estate all my life. I remember you know helping my dad out. He's a realtor as well. In the 2010, when I turned 18, 2011 era when. Everything was kind of crazy like today as well. <laughs> yeah, no, was, uh, but yeah, no, Good Avenue team is just uh, it's a new company that it's uh, my company that I created uh, this one year to uh, it's going to be one year this year. So awesome. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's your team and you've got one person on board right now. So You're one license somebody else on as well. Yeah. One licensed person and uh, one another one who is going to be licensed showing them the ropes. You know, everybody's uh, trying to get into real estate. So, yep. yeah, so two people right now under me. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. All right. So let's kind of get started here, Jaime. I always like to ask my guests kind of their feel for what they see in the market right now. You guys are our boots on the ground right now. You're out there with clients. You're showing them them homes. You're getting a feel from them, their frustrations, if there are any, um, and kind of how they're feeling about the market. Now, Everybody tells me that inventory levels are low. Would you agree with that? I mean, yes, inventory is level. Uh, they're pretty low. Yes and no type of thing. It's uh, you know, the market has slowed down. The inventory is there. It's just the demand has kind of, you know, dropped. You know, because of the situation with interest rates, the housing mm-hmm. prices. But you know, everything is still moving. Uh, you know, just yesterday I saw you know the statistics on it. There's about a thousand new homes that just listed, but there's also about fifteen hundred homes that have been decreased in price. So it kind of works out for the buyer. And hopefully, you know, the next in these next couple of months, we can see something 
Hopefully it evens out a little bit. Yes, exactly. Yes. And and to your point on the interest rates, um, interest rates have gone up and they've gone up substantially. In some cases, we've seen interest rates that have basically tripled right from our all time lows and the low twos there, uh, which is crazy. Right. In such a short period of time. So my advice has been as of lately, those that are waiting for interest rates to go back down are going to be waiting a very long time, maybe forever. Because we may never see interest rates in the twos again. They had never been there before. And it was sort of a series of events that caused them to go down to 2%, which, let's be honest, we really want to go through what we went through before with COVID (laughs) and everything else that caused rates to drop so much. So, you know, I I think our reality, and and really for the last probably year and a half or so, um, we've been with interest rates in the sixes and, you know, teetering on sevens. And right now we're kind of back in – uh, to the low sevens, I think the national average the other day was like seven point two five or something like yeah, that, right? Well, so, yeah. so we're into the sevens. We have been as low as you know the high fives and and up into the mid sevens. But this is sort of our new reality, in my opinion, when it comes to to interest rates. Hopefully, they drop again someday. And if that's the case, and and it makes sense, you can always uh, look at refinancing your mortgage. Uh, that's a possibility. But at the end of the day. If you're holding out and interest rates go up into the nines or the tens, I think you probably would have been happier having done something when they were in the sevens. Would you agree? Yeah, no, definitely. Don't wait too long. You never know what's going to happen. You know, went from twos to fives to sevens. Sevens can go down to six, up to nine. Exactly. You just don't don't know. So, So holding out, all you're doing is paying rent, which is basically paying somebody else's mortgage, right, during that time period, and you're not taking advantage of building equity for yourself, which equity in your property is the difference between what you owe on it and what the value is, but that difference is basically your long-term savings account. Yeah, no, exactly. No, the, the main thing is to try to build equity for yourself. Use that for you know, future investments. Use that for your, yourself. This, you're building a future Absolutely. Yeah, for yourself. Don't pay somebody else's mortgage. Yeah, no, pay don't pay mortgage. nobody else's future. Even if the rate's own, a little yeah. bit higher, at least it's <laughs> your mortgage, right? Exactly. Well, so Jaime, tell me a little bit about wants versus needs when it comes to buyers. I think this is a really important point. How how important do you think it is? Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, no, it's super important, and we have to look look at it, you know, a couple ways. But you know, when looking for a home, everybody wants a dream home, their dream home, their forever home type of thing. But now in these in these times that we're living, you know, you have to look at it a little bit more in depth. You know, maybe that extra bedroom or a, you know an extra bathroom. Because you know, in the future, when you try to sell that property, is all those those little small things are going to really depend on how fast and how much you're going to sell that property for. And you know, if you can't get what you want, you know, you might as well get something that you need in a in a good area for your commute. Imagine driving 45 minutes to work, and in another area, it only takes about 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and uh, you know, we have some of the needs kind of listed here, location and proximity to work, school, family. That That's probably the most important need, right? Like, if you're looking to buy a home, you, you need to be within a certain distance of those things. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't settle for less or, you know, try to make it the best situation for yourself. Yeah, I mean, the further you you live from where you work the longer your commute is, right? Yeah. And you may be okay with that. If you find the right property, you may be okay with extending that time. But 
dial in those needs first. And if you're the property that you find isn't available near where you where you work or where you want to be, then expand and look at some other places, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And then, you know, when you can't get what you need or you want, you always revert to the old school real estate, you know, location, location, location. Exactly. Yep. So location, proximity to work, school, family, uh, number of bedrooms and bathrooms, right? If, depending on how many people, if you've only got, you know, if it's just you and your uh, your wife, you probably don't need five bedrooms. But if it's you, your wife, and three kids, and your mom comes and stays with you a lot, you might need a guest room too, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Another room for everybody. Depending on, um, you know, some people like to work in their garage. They have shops and workshops and stuff like that. So it may be a need for you to have a covered garage or even an outbuilding, right? A separate building that you can do that kind of stuff in. Yeah, no, and then uh, there's, you know, the detached garage. So, you know, if not, not a lot of people have that access from the garage into their, into their actual home. So, you know, whatever the, those tiny things really do matter. You know, going outside when it's snowing, you know, some people, you know, it can be dangerous, you know, yeah. it's cold and whatnot, type of things like that. But when it comes during like want versus need, you're going to want something better for you. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And then remote office space. So it's kind of in, not even new anymore, but a lot more people are working remotely. Right. And so those that are working remotely typically are going to have an office space in their house. And so that may be a need for them. Like, you know, they work remotely. They got to have an office. I mean, I, I suppose they could work out of their bedroom or their kitchen. But um, if, if you've ever worked from home before, it's nice to have a separate space. Yeah, no, that one extra bedroom can go a long way for an, an office or anything like that. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to do your Zoom calls in the living room. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And then some of the wants that I, that I had on here, uh, the first one's kind of funny, swimming pool. We don't see a lot of swimming pools in Colorado, oddly enough. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, they're around the country. Maybe that's more of like an East Coast thing, but I'm from upstate New York, and a lot of people had swimming pools there. Certainly as you get into the south, you know, people have swimming pools. But it's pretty hot out in Colorado. I've never really figured out why people don't have swimming pools out here. I mean, it's it's a lot of maintenance. I did have It is a lot of maintenance. Yeah, I did sell a house with a swimming pool in it, and, you know, last time I talked to him, he doesn't need that swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So it's- definitely a want versus a need there. Yeah. Um, big backyards. You know, we hear some people, I got to have a big backyard, or I've got a dog, or dogs, I got to have a big backyard. Yeah, that may be more of a want than a need, um, but maybe it is a need for you. And yeah. So no. you can kind of, you know, decide what what is important enough to become a need or a want. Um, newly remodeled. Some people mm-hmm. do not want to do the remodel work themselves. And so if they're going to buy a, uh, an existing property, one that isn't new construction, they may very well want it to be updated and remodeled. Yeah. That's another thing because, you know, you don't want to struggle with everything. You want to move in. You want to, you want it to be moving ready. You don't want to paint the house, do another kitchen or anything like that. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, you need is to be, for the house to be ready for you when once you move in, if you want to take the time and remodel it yourself, you know, make it yourself, you know, the way that you want it, it's going to take a lot of work. But it's definitely you know that want versus need type of situation there. Another thing on the wants, and usually th- this may not come out early on. This is probably something that comes out more often as you're looking at properties and stuff. But amenities, 
uh, amenities that people have around the neighborhood. Typically, it's going to be included in the HOA, stuff like clubhouses, playgrounds, dog parks, stuff like that. Um, those are probably more wants, and it probably just depends on the location and the community that they're looking in. But uh, are those things that you see people typically um, interested in? Yeah, no, some people are. Uh, they trade that big yard for, you know, an HOA location where there's a clubhouse, a park. They take their dogs out to the park and everything there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a trade-off, you know, from, uh, from uh, wanting a big yard to needing something a little bit less. That way it's less maintenance or a location where it's a little bit more affordable. But still, the HOA has that clubhouse, that dog park where you can always go down and visit, take your dogs down there too. So so part of the reason we wanted to talk about this today, Jaime, was wants versus needs. Because what can happen is if you haven't really thought about this ahead of time, and I, I know we've had clients that have written this stuff down, like I need to have this, I need to have that. I would like to have this, but it's not essential and have that written down and have that thought process early on. Because what happens in I know because I've bought three houses, I've been out looking at homes before is you start looking at different homes and you start getting ideas of things that you want, not necessarily things that you need, but different things that you now may want in your new home. Right. No. Yeah, definitely. When you're out looking and you see, you know, something that. This that one house had a huge yard with a you know beautiful. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah something. Really you're gonna want that. something like that, and you when and you keep looking out of the houses, you you start taking tiny things from those houses, and then you build your own yeah. house in your mind, and you kind of want to you you, yeah. you know what you're looking for, but uh, there's a lot of trade offs that you have to consider. That extra bedroom for a bigger yard or you know smaller house, uh, you know kitchen. Open open space. So there's a lot of things that you get, you got to take in consideration. I think the reality is that the perfect home is really, really hard to find. Yes. And so I think you need to, hey, this is what I got to have in my house. This is what I don't necessarily have to have. And I understand that the perfect home probably doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, unless you build it yourself. Unless you build it out, <laughs> yeah. But even then, like, is the location perfect? Is it exactly where you want it? You know what I mean? So... Um, so have those needs, have those wants listed and be willing to, uh, to, to go out, look at a bunch of properties, get some ideas and ultimately stick to those needs. Yeah, exactly. You are listening to the MVP real estate and mortgage report on ESPN Denver, 1600 AM. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com for mortgage questions and information. Give us a call at 303 303- Nine two one five seven four seven, and if you'd like to get in touch with Jaime for more information on buying or selling your next home, Jaime can be reached at seven two zero three eight eight five eight seven three. All right, Jaime, one of my favorite parts of the show. We get to talk about Denver's hottest listings here, and I know you've got one coming up. You're going to chat with us about here in a minute. My first one is Lewis Kaleka with Brokers Guild Homes. Lewis has a great property listed at 2355 Pine Tree Lane in Evergreen. This one's right by the driving range on Haiwan Golf Course. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful area. Single family residence. Just over 4,200 square feet. Five bedrooms, five bathrooms. A spacious mountain contemporary home that has been fully renovated, located on a quiet cul-de-sac within walking distance of the Haiwan Golf Club. Outdoor features include a flagstone patio with built-in fire pit and barbecue. Um, custom upgrades in every room. 
If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Lewis Kaleka, 303-960-8842. That is a beautiful home. I saw the pictures on that one. Beth Smart with Realty One Group Platinum Elite. She's got a great property at 9005 Meadow Hill Circle. This one's in Lone Tree, and it's listed at 900000 a single-family residence, just under 4,000 square feet, bedrooms, uh, excuse me, three bedrooms, four bathrooms, wonderful ranch-style home located in a highly sought-after gated community, the Enclave at Heritage Hills. Single level living and boasts an open home concept, terrific community amenities, including a clubhouse, all outdoor maintenance, free living, including or free, free living, including house painting, snow removal and yard maintenance with easy access to fabulous restaurants, shopping, I-25, C-470 in the, in the light rail. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Beth Smart at 303-549-6907. And finally, Mary Beth Schmidt with Brokers Guild Homes. She's got a great property at 4545 South Monaco Street, Unit 125 in Denver. Currently on the market at 748900 with just under 3,300 square feet. Three beds, three bathrooms. Seller is willing to contribute to interest rate buy-down, which has been a huge strategy lately, Jaime. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, but we've definitely got clients that are taking advantage of temporary and permanent buy-downs. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a little bit. Uh, welcome to the highly sought-after gated community of Villas at Cherry Creek. The new modern kitchen is a chef's dream. Rare main floor master bedroom. This is a beautiful property. Give Mary Beth Schmidt a call at 303-378-2566. And then do you want to tell us a little bit about the one you got coming up, Jaime? Yeah, no, it's coming soon. Uh, it's in Aurora between Mountain View and Havana. Uh, 430,000, four bedrooms, one bath, uh, 1,100 square feet. Huge, huge backyard, you know, lots of space in the yard, two driveways, alley access, and it's definitely an upcoming neighborhood. It's one of those houses where you can remodel it the way you want or use, use, that, use that land for any type of use that you need. All right, Jaime, great information. Thanks so much. Um, we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit here. We're going to talk about some strategies for, for buyers to get under contract in this market, the first thing is to have a very good understanding of needs and wants, which we just talked about. Inventory levels are low, so there will very likely be interested parties in popular locations. Consider less popular locations. So, Jaime, talk to us a little bit about that. It's the old adage, location, 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 right? That still plays true today. Yes, exactly. You know, there's a lot of neighborhoods that are really, really nice, uh, you know, more favorable than others. Uh, you know, a lot more amenities or just even just closer to commutes or just brand new neighborhoods that are coming up. Yep. So that location does really matter with the, within the community, you know, depending on where you live. But that location is where, you know, the, the future investment comes in. All that money comes in, uh, you know, the, up, the upcoming values of the home. It all depends on the location of the home. Absolutely. So even in, t and this isn't a tough market for sellers right now, right? There's not that much inventory, but it seems to me that whether it's a seller's market or a buyer's market, location, location, location always rings true and that you're always going to have demand for those properties that are in the better locations. So keep that in mind. Now, if you are just getting into the market, maybe you're a first time home buyer, maybe you're stra strapped for cash or you can't go too high on your debt ratios. 
Um, you may consider looking at a property that's further away, right? That's a little bit further, maybe not such a highly sought-after location. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it can be just crossing over a main street, and then it can be a huge, uh, huge difference in price as well. And, you know, it's not even that far from the place that you want. You know, now you need something a little bit more affordable, so you go down the street, do a new subdivision, and it's gonna there's going to be – a lot more houses. The prices are going to change. But, yeah, no, that definitely takes some place. I love it. And so another strategy that we've seen agents take advantage of, I'm sure you probably have as well, Jaime, is looking at properties that have been on the market for longer periods of time, right? Typically, when a home goes on the market, it's new, it's exciting, it's interesting. If you've got buyers that have been looking for a long time and something new pops up, it excites, it piques their interest, they want to go see it. Consider homes that maybe have been on the market for longer periods of time. In this market, you know, longer periods of time or anything more than like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, no, exactly. It's one of my favorite strategies to use, especially when when I've been looking out, you know, for properties for a while. And it's, uh, you know, you you can take advantage of those properties because they've been on the market for so long that you, you can come up with the better deals. You can ask for, you know, a little bit less than what they're asking or you know, take advantage for asking for some seller concessions and, you know, help out the buyer uh, afford a little bit more by, you know, using, utilizing that that seller concessions in different ways, whether saving money on their own or even using it to buy down the rates as well. Yeah, I, great information, Jaime. And, and I think at the end of the day, sellers want to sell, right? Yes. I mean, they're selling yeah. their homes because either they want to or they need to, right? Exactly. So the longer their home sits on the market, the more they – the more, you know, anxiety builds within the seller of like, when are we going to sell this thing and how much are we going to sell it for, right? So the longer it's been on, the more they're probably willing to negotiate a little bit, to your point. And especially we see that in the in the way of seller concessions. And yeah, exactly. if you're not familiar with that, uh, that term, seller concessions, are where the sellers basically contribute towards the buyer's closing costs. And in, in a lot of cases, we see this lately is towards buying down their interest rate either either temporarily or permanent. Yeah, no exactly. It's a it's a good way to, you know, to approach him. They have to sell. They need to sell. So, yeah. why not make a good deal with him yeah. and, you know, you know, settle for the difference. Absolutely. Be aggressive. Uh if you find the property that you want, whether there's other people, other offers on it or not, be aggressive with your offer. Be fair, but be aggressive. And I like the strategy, I'm sure you use this as well, of submitting your offer and limiting the amount of time that they have to get back to you. Because that also limits the amount of time for them to get other offers at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to give them a couple of days while another buyer can exactly. can take that, that home from you. Yeah, so you know, limit that, that time for them to get back to you. Limit the time of how fast you can close as well. It's a good, uh, it's a good strategy. Yep. Is, you know, try to make it better for them they've been they've been wanting to sell for a while so now so they're probably yeah. looking to close on this exactly. thing get it over with and move on with their lives yeah right? yeah well and i'll tell you so i know at citywide home loans we can close very quickly so legally we cannot close a transaction in less than eight days um, but we have had situations we've closed right around that eight day period um and, and we have agents ask us quite often like hey do you think you can close in two weeks and we can do that as well um, great lenders that are out there can close quickly. They'll get it done for you. So if you're a buyer or a seller out there, yes, it's sort of that universal 30-day close, but that doesn't always have to be the case. We can close faster than that when when needed. 
Yeah, no, definitely goes a long way when working with uh, those uh, market I, ones. I also love the strategy of the buyer's agent calling the listing agent, see what kind of information you can you can get out of them, right, Jaime? And then also have the lender call too. Yeah, no, exactly. I love doing that. I love talking to the listing agents. You get a feel of what they need, you know, what the seller needs, and you use that uh, on, you know, on your on your contracts to once you send it to them, you you fix it to their needs as well. And then uh, once once you know once a lender calls the listing agent, they also feel comfortable with you know with the buyer. You know, they know that they're qualified. They're ready to go. They're ready to buy this home right now. Absolutely. Um, we talked about uh, short close times, but another good way to help accommodate sellers is through a rent back, right? In this market, what we do see fairly often is that somebody wants to sell their home, but they want to buy, they haven't found a new home yet. So they get under contract on the sale, and then you give them, you know, maybe two, three, four, five, six weeks to stay in the property and basically rent it back from the buyers. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, you never know. They have to upgrade of the, from, you know, from their old home to the new home. So they need that time. So, you know, if you can be flexible with the time, you definitely can get a better deal out of your, out of the purchase of your home as well. So one of the hot topics right now is buying down the interest rate and, and more specifically around a temporary buy down. We've seen permanent buy downs for years. I think people are pretty familiar with that. That's basically where you're going to use either the buyer's funds or seller funds in the form of seller concessions. And you're going to purchase or basically I should say buy down the interest rate. So if the average interest rate today across the country is seven and a quarter, let's say you want to buy that interest rate down to 6.75 or six and a half or whatever the case might be, there is a percentage of the loan amount that you can pay to buy your interest rate down. Obviously that lowers your monthly payment. What it also does, Jaime, is that it lowers the amount of interest that you pay for the property over the life of the loan. Yeah. So you're saving over the long term and in the short term. Oh, yeah. It's always good to save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, that being said, um, there's also temporary buy-downs, which have become popular again. They were a couple of decades ago, and I think when interest rates go up the way that they have, these tend to be pretty good strategies. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to lower the borrower's payment for a specific period of time. So the most popular one that we see is is a 2-1 buy-down. So in year one, the borrower's interest rate would be 2% lower than what their 30-year interest rate is. So again, using an example of seven and a quarter today, the borrower would have a principal and interest payment based off of five and a, half, five and a quarter in year one, and then six and a quarter in year two, and then years three through 30, you're at that 30-year rate at seven and a quarter. But what it does is it allows the borrower to kind of ease into their monthly payments by lowering that payment in year one, keeping it a little bit lower still in year two, and then you get it in there. And so who covers the cost for that difference in interest? It's not like the lender's just not going to, <laughs> like, okay, we don't need that interest. Don't worry about it. Well, that's what we call the subsidy. And so that amount, which we will add up and we can we can figure out that amount, um, is covered typically by the seller in the way of a seller uh, buy-down or seller concession. There is also a lender-paid concession or a lender-paid buy-down as well, but that's how those funds get covered. In the event of a seller-paid um, buy-down, the seller doesn't need to pay for every dollar of that, and the buyer can't pay for any of that. So are you seeing some of that out there, Jaime? Yeah, no, I definitely do see that. I've used it before. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for the buyers to, you know, ease into that, how you said, ease into that payment. And that way they're not paying, a, you know, a substantial amount right off the bat once they, once they, once they buy that property. But 
I have seen it, and I've used it as well. Yeah, so some great, great strategies here, Jaime. Thank you so much for your your feedback on that. And, you know, this is a show that's on the ESPN, Denver Sports Network. Um, so I'm going to ask you a little bit about sports for a second, Jaime. Tell <laughs> me, are, are you, you're from Colorado. Yes. So are you, are you a Colorado, are you back in all the Colorado teams? Oh, definitely. No, yeah, all of them. You know, the Rockies. What's your favorite sport? Uh, football. Football? Right yeah. So Broncos, <laughs> yeah, Broncos all the way. Uh, you ever go to any of the games? <laughs> you know, I I have been to a couple games. I'm going to a couple games this year for sure. Nice. I, I need to see them. I need you know they need to need to get back up there. It could be interesting. So I'm <laughs> yeah. from upstate New York. I'm a Bills fan. Yeah. Um, and so in the AFC, I think the AFC is going to be crazy good this year. They're oh, just yeah. going to beat up on each other, and I think your Broncos are going to be a part of that this year. Hopefully, I mean, um, I have all confidence in them. So I I, I like Russell Wilson. I think he's got a bad rap last year <laughs> yeah um and and you guys you know bringing in sean payton i think that's really cool i think that uh that he can certainly help out the team but i i hope your broncos do well um what about do you uh rockies fan nuggets fan how about the nuggets man? oh no yeah the nuggets Are they gonna yeah, yeah definitely hopefully <laughs> uh, i did go to the playoffs i did see a couple of games very and cool. i seen every other game after that so you know i was very excited when i seen them won. so it's one of those cool. things yeah well, Jaime, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll come back again soon. Uh, again, if anybody would like to get in touch with Jaime Garcia uh, to talk about buying or selling your next home, reach out to Jaime at 720-388-5873. He and his team will take great care of you, whether you're selling your home or looking to purchase a new home. Jaime and his guys will take care of you. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.